0: Assalamu wa, rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu From the podcast team at Qalam We wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan This month you can expect daily uploads That will include reflections, khatiras and khutbas All from our new campus, alhamdulillah If you benefit from this content Please give generously at supportqalam.com 100% of your donations Goes towards the means of providing Accessible Islamic knowledge To people around the world Jazakum Allah khairun for listening The most central verse in the whole Qur'an. Definitely one of the most powerful verses in the whole Qur'an. And even one of the most well-known verses in the entirety of the Qur'an. I've been kind of holding off talking about this particular ayah because um, I just knew that we would need a little bit of time to be able to really delve into this ayah. And also just wanted to be properly, mentally kind of prepared to dive into this ayah. But today we're going to be talking about surah number 24, surah An-Nur, ayah number 35, which is known very aptly as Ayat An-Nur. This is the verse about nur, light and illumination in the Qur'an. In this particular ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts off by very powerfully, very succinctly, very comprehensively, but at the same time, very briefly, concisely stating, "Allahu Nur samawati wal-Ard," that Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth. And Abdullah bin Abbas taala Anhuma, the great companion of the Prophet sallallahu who is known as the leader of the interpre- interpreters of the Quran, he says, "Hadu ahl al-Samawati ard Mudabbirul Amri That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He says that God Himself, Allah, is the light of the heavens and the earth, it means Allah is the creator of the heavens and the earth, Allah is the sustainer of the heavens and the earth, Allah is the provider for the heavens and the earth, Allah is the one who oversees, who manages, who governs, who rules and controls everything in the heavens and the earth. And one particular layer that Allah is the one who guides all the inhabitants of the heavens and the earth. Now, that in and of itself is a statement by itself. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about something that is to some degree, some extent, separate from what has been said. But obviously it complements it. He says, the example of his light, and some actually Abdullah bin Abbas, Ubayy ibn Ka'ab and many of the companions of the Prophet they actually explain that it's not talking about Allah, it's saying that the example of its light. Now, what is the it referring to? The it is referring to that when a believer re- has this realization, when a human being believes, realizes faith in their heart. That when a believer now has faith, what is the example of having faith? What is that like? So, Allah gives maybe the most beautiful and powerful example, parable, in the entire Qur'an. That the example of having faith in your heart, what is the example of that? It is like there being a niche in the wall. And the niche in the wall basically refers to just like how these windows are kind of cut into the wall. But imagine there wasn't glass on the outside of it. It was just a carving inside of the wall. There was kind of a place carved out inside of the wall. So that's the example of the chest of the believer. That it is this container. Now what goes in that container? Fiha That there is a light, there is a flame, there is a lantern. For our purposes there is a lamp sitting inside of that circular cutout in the wall. That lamp, that lantern in the chest of the believer, that is the faith, the iman. And even specifically they talk about that is the Qur'an. That is your belief in Allah. That that is, this chest is fit to contain something, to hold something, but what is put inside of it, so now the example is, you put faith inside of that chest. misbahu <laughs> fi But what happens now? If you just put a flame inside of this opening in the wall, and that's it, it's just sitting there, what's going to happen is that the wind is going to extinguish that flame. It's not going to last very long. So what do you need? You need some glass in front of it, to contain that flame and to protect it from being extinguished. So what is that glass that protects the faith in the life of this person? That is now the heart. That is describing the heart of the believer. So the heart is that glass. But here's the problem. If that glass is dirty, that covering, that glass covering, if it is filthy, if it is dirty, if it is stained, then the light is not going to penetrate through that very very well. You're not going to catch a lot of light. So what do we need to do? We need to have a clear glass that is clean. It's so clean, it's so clear, you can't tell it's there. Right? Like when there's a glass door and it just gets polished, people run into the glass door. You can't even tell it's there. Right? So that kind of clarity, that's what you need. And that's why that's the example of the heart. Now if you have a dirty filthy heart, right, like wh- what is the example the Qur'an gives of a dirty filthy heart? It's like the heart of a hypocrite. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, wa وَوَخَادِعُهُمْ They're constantly deluding themselves to think they can trick Allah, they can deceive Allah, they can lie to Allah. The Prophet ﷺ says, He, Whenever he, the hypocrite makes a promise, he breaks his promise. When he gets into a debate, he crosses the line. tumina khana, When you try to trust that person, he betrays your trust. But as opposed to that, the believer is different than that. right? The believer and the reality of the believer is contradictory to that. And you can just interpret that in terms of... Um, all those behaviors being the opposite. Right, that is described by Ubayy ibn Ka'b where he says, in qala sadaqa, in when he speaks, he's truthful. in hakama adala, When they give a judgment or a ruling, they are fair and honest and just. Wa sabara, When that person is tested, they are patient. in shakara, When they are given something, then they are very grateful. And now the example of this person is, فَهُوَ فِي سَائِرِ النَّاسِ الْحَيِّ يَمْشِي فِي قُبُورِ الاموات. That person is like a living person walking amongst the dead. We've seen that example previously in the Qur'an. That a person who has light is alive, is living. And a person that is devoid of that light, that person is spiritually dead. So, المسبح في the glass is clear and shiny. And then Allah says, "You qadumin shajaratim mubarakatin zaytuna la la Now, you need fuel. Every fire, every flame needs some kind of fuel, whether that's some wood or that is some kind of oil or kerosene or whatever it is. You're going to need something that keeps that fire going. You have to fuel the fire, literally. So what is the fuel for this fire? You got faith, you captured faith, right? We call it the lightning in a bottle. But that's why we call it that, because that doesn't last for very long. And you put it there in your chest, and your heart that is covering it is clear. And so that light is radiating through, but what if it just extinguishes shortly thereafter? That's no good. We, have, we need something to fuel it. So what fuels this fire? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the analogy, that a good lamp, a good lantern, is fueled by a very pure oil. And the purest kind of oil that people used to want to burn their lamps with was olive oil, pure olive oil. La sharqiya wa la garbia. This has many interpretations. It means nor east nor west. And what that basically means is it's universal, it's universally appreciated, it's universally recognized. It's neither here nor there. It's very balanced, and it's something that everyone appreciates. So what is the fuel that keeps faith alive in the heart of the believer? And that is the Qur'an. That is the remembrance of Allah. And what is the quality of the remembrance of Allah? What is the quality of the Qur'an? It is pure. It is the name of Allah, SubhanAllah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, it's undiluted. It's un—you know—it's um, it's pure, it's unadulterated, undiluted. It's not polluted, and it's universal. Everyone has access to the name of Allah. Everyone has access to the Quran. Right, and as evidence, just a quick—we understand this, but just to make the point, right? Some of the greatest scholars and interpreters of the Quran didn't come from any one particular kind of background. They weren't from Quraysh, they weren't from Makkah, they weren't from Hijaz, they weren't even Arab in their ethnicity. But this Qur'an is for everyone, and everyone benefits from it, and everyone contributes to the knowledge and the understanding of the Qur'an. So it's universal. But we have to keep that that fire lit. We have to keep that Iman going by fueling it with the Quran and the remembrance of Allah. And then it complements that fuel. That fuel has to be so pure and so potent that it would catch on fire without even a flame being touched to it. It's that pure, it's that potent. And that's what the Quran is the quran brings the brings the dead it brings life to the dead hearts that sometimes you don't even need someone to deliver the quran sometimes the person hearing the quran doesn't even need to understand what the quran is people just listen to the recitation of the quran and accept islam people pick up a translation of the meaning of the quran which is not you know it's not the quran it's not exactly the quran it's a translation and it has all these flaws and shortcomings but they read the translation and they are convinced of its truth that's how potent it is and then allah says nurun ala nurin nurun that this is how that light now compounds what does that mean nurun ala nurin this person has light this person has faith this person has iman this person has islam and now what happens? It transfers to someone else. The Prophet had that light. And it transferred to Khadija al-Kubra radiallahu anha, and Ali bin Abi Talib radiallahu tala anhu, and Zayd ibn Haritha, and Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, and Uthman ibn Affan Radiyallahu anhu, may Allah be pleased with them. And what happened from there? Then it transfers from Abu Bakr radiallahu tala anhu to others to Zubayr ibn al-Awwam. And then it transfers from Zubayr ibn al-Awwam to Abdullah ibn Zubayr. And then it transfers from Abdullah ibn Zubayr to Urwat ibn Zubayr. And the list goes on and on and on. And there's this multiplier effect. And that's why in the first three years of the mission of the Prophet ﷺ, there are forty Muslims. In the next ten years, there's a couple of hundred Muslims, two to three hundred Muslims. In the next ten years, there's over a hundred thousand more Muslims. And within a generation, you had millions and millions of Muslims. To where we are here today, halfway across the world, and we are talking about the book of Allah, in the house of Allah, during the last ten nights of the month of Ramadan. It's just that multiplier effect. nurun ala nur. Light upon light, that compounding light, to where this entire ummah is just glowing with Iman, radiant with faith, powerful in its presence. Allah guides to His light whomsoever He wills. Allah guides whomsoever He wills. That Bilal radiallahu anhu who didn't know his own father, was born into slavery, could not read or write, lived a life of hardship and servitude, comes to faith, and becomes the mu'addin of the Prophet Salman al-Farisi, who grew up literally worshiping a fire, that's the irony of it. And then travels all across the ancient world, Across Mesopotamia and Babylon, the ancient world, and then arrives where? In Al al and finds the Prophet and accepts Islam. It's so much so that the Prophet says, as in the hadith of Bukhari, that even if the truth was found on another planet, this guy would find a way to get there. He would go there to find it. That the man who tried multiple times to assassinate the Prophet ﷺ, the man who put his actual hands around the throat of the Messenger ﷺ, Abu Jahl, his son becomes Muslim. The man who led an army against the Prophet ﷺ, Abu Sufyan, becomes Muslim. لِنُورِهِ يَشَاءَ Allah guides to His light whomsoever He wills. وَيَضْرِبُ اللَّهُ للناس. This is how Allah gives these beautiful, powerful examples to the people. And Allah indeed is knowing of everything. So this is ayatul noor. This is the verse about light and illumination in the Qur'an in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, Allah is the illumination of the heavens and the earth, but the gift of the human being. Why the angels, you know, what they saw, what they recognized within the human beings, what makes all the creation, you know, um, understand the supremacy of the human being. What made shaitan jealous of the human being, is that the human being has the ability to capture a bit of that light inside of his or her heart and then become a representative and a beacon of that light. And be guided by that light and carry that light to others. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the light of iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to fuel our iman through the Qur'an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us connected to the Book of Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us proper good representatives of this light and this faith. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us the means of the guidance of all of humanity. Amin um, ya bihamdihi bihamdik ilaha illa anta wa natubu just two quick uh, or a couple of quick announcements. Uh, number 1 is we have the nightly uh, program going on here for the last 10 nights. So inshallah we request you to join us here as much as possible. Uh, we start the program at midnight where we have some talks and reflections from Musad Abdurrahman and others and um and then that is followed by some qiyam prayers, so we request you to join us here. Along with that, uh, inshallah, just so that you can start kind of circling these dates on the calendar, on Wednesday night here at Salatul Tarawih, it will be the 27th night, we'll be completing the recitation of the Qur'an in Salatul Taraweeh. Um, and that will be followed, inshallah, the completion will be followed by a dua, for the completion of the Qur'an. So we request you to come here and join us for that dua insha'Allah. And on this, uh, on Friday night, uh, we will be having the annual uh, Qalam Qiyam, the big Qiyam program that we do, uh, that is an all-night program insha'Allah with talks and lectures and reminders and reflections from all the different scholars and teachers at Qalam insha'Allah. So we request you to join us here for that night. And lastly and finally, just a quick humble reminder, uh, that insha'Allah please continue to support the work taqalam does, and support uh, this center, this campus, this masjid. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.